You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel and that is John from John over at John Tweed Sports. The Dog Dispatch, um, longtime friend of the show. Clint's gone. He couldn't be bothered uh, to, to make it on the recording tonight. And so we've upgraded. John, how you doing? I'm doing well. You think it, you think it might be the topic uh, that Clint is Look, avoiding? Or, I'll, just I don't say, know. I'll just say Clint had... <laughs> had let me know he wasn't going to be able to make the recording tonight before the news okay. broke on Sunday okay. afternoon of what okay. we were going to be talking about today. We had actually, you and I had a whole show planned. Yeah. We were going to, we, we had other topics to discuss. We'll just we save did. that for another time. Um, but Georgia no longer has a head coaching vacancy in its men's basketball program. And I, I first of all, today's episode brought to you by run your pool. We'll talk to uh, you more about them in a second. Um, this show is for fans by fans. John's a Georgia fan. I'm a Georgia fan. Uh, Lockdown Bulldogs podcast is all about Georgia fans. We're not trying to be gurus or insiders. Uh, how many gurus or insiders did you read about this week that had Mike White as the next basketball coach at the University of Georgia? Did you read a lot of those articles? You know, <laughs> I did. I did not read a lot of those articles. Oh, I read. The, I read. The, I read the hot boards. I read yeah. the the, huh. in, the insider info. That's and weird. Mike White's name was nowhere to be found. Shocking. Um, it's almost as if, and and just stop me if you've heard this, that there's no such thing as a guru or an insider. Um, everyone's just taking random stabs in the dark. We're Georgia fans. That's what this podcast is about. We're not trying to pretend that we're something we're not. Um, so glad you're here. YouTube, drop us a comment. Hit subscribe, thumbs up, the bell. Uh, audio podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a rating and review. Um, All right, let's jump in to this Mike White um, because uh, let's just start here. How shocking is it to you the speed at which Josh Brooks went out and filled this coaching vacancy? Uh, On on one hand, it's it's shocking um, that that a couple of days after you know formally kind of announcing that Tom Crean would no longer be the basketball coach that all of a sudden we're confirming um, a head coach. Um, but let's just be real. I mean, Tom Crean's at the SEC uh, record for, for most yeah. losses in a single season. I think Josh probably saw this coming a long time. Oh, um, and, yeah. It's not, and I think he hasn't, yeah, that's true. That's very yeah, true. I don't think you, I don't think you woke up. I don't think you woke up. Uh, and said, "All right, we've we've sent the termination letter. Now let's go figure out who's going to be the <laughs> next basketball coach. Now let's, let's begin to think about. I'll, I'll but, tell you but what. There's a, but there's a difference between knowing it's happening, talking to or you know whatever that process looks like, and actually making a decision and making an announcement. And that that was pretty quick. Because I can't imagine Mike White. You know, maybe there's feelers being put out there through boosters mm-hmm. or through other people. Mm-hmm. But you would think if that kind of thing was happening, we would get some leaks about this kind of stuff. You know, like, but Josh yeah. Brooks is not calling Mike White during the season no. while he still has Tom Crean employed. No. So all of and, this and, happened yeah, really Florida quickly. Was playing, Florida was playing the SEC tournament last week, right? I mean, that you know, it's, yeah. 
Uh, and here, you know, Florida was playing the SEC tournament with, you know, maybe a few wins in that in that uh, conference yeah. tournament, and they make the NCAA tournament. So yeah, um, absolutely. So, uh, so, so, yeah, so yeah. it's a it, it is a quick turnaround. Um, I, I don't even know your thoughts on the hire yet, which <laughs> I love because we're going to talk about it here on the pod. But before we talk about your thoughts on the hire, you have been uh, openly critical of Josh Brooks um, and wanting Tom Crean fired. He did make that move. It was obvious to everyone that you're waiting for that buyout to drop down and um, that that's what happened. But to his credit, you there was no there was no search firms hired. There were no you know, it just felt like. Josh Brooks had some people in mind that he wanted to talk to and he went out and talked to him and then he pulled the trigger on his guy, which maybe it'll work out with Mike White. Maybe it won't. But I think from my perspective, kudos to Josh Brooks either way, because that's the way I want my AD to hire somebody. Yeah. And for, and for me, I, you know, I think for, for folks that, that think, um, (laughs) for folks that think that this this job is easy for Josh Brooks, right? You're the University of Georgia, like you got all these resources, you get, you know, you go out and do these things. You this type of coaching uh search and this type of coaching hire is all about um relationships and it's all about like trust, right? I mean, because at the end of the day, you're you're the program is in a terrible condition. Um, the program is in, <laughs> it's in is in just like not good shape, and so um, no. kudos, yeah, kudos not only to Josh but also you know you had um, over the weekend you had a uh, coordinated campaign from former players tweeting about why Georgia should hire Jonas Hayes. Um, yeah. You had all of these kind of outside you know influences uh, on this this hire. And I give Josh Brooks a lot of credit for uh, going with his gut, for for going, you know, down to a rival school, going and getting a guy, you know, that that has had some success and uh, and doing it quickly. Um, yeah, kudos to him for all the folks that have been critical and you know probably will continue to be critical. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage and a lot of leadership and intestinal fortitude to stand there and say, <laughs> yeah, I know every former Georgia player is tweeting to hire Jonas Hayes. But I'm going to go and hire this guy and uh, and and kind of put my chips on the table um, for this guy. And so I think that's kudos yeah. to Josh. I, I agree. And we're mm. going to get to the people that are critical of the hire. Um, we're going to address all those things. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, though, here, because you bring it up, I was going to maybe say this later in the pod. But from what you read, the door's not closed on Jonas Hayes coming to Athens next year. Just because he's not going to be the head coach nope. of the Georgia Bulldogs next year, uh, a lot of connections between Mike White and Jonas Hayes. Mm-hmm. They share an agent, for example. And look, Jonas Hayes probably—if we're just going to be honest—Jonas Hayes probably going to be looking for a job in a year from now, anyway. Because yep. I can't imagine that um, the guy he's working for down at Xavier, former Travis Oklahoma Steel. State guy, yeah, Travis yeah. Uh, Steele, yeah. I can't imagine he's long for that job anyway. It's not like a bunch of people are lined up to hire Jonas Hayes as a head coach. Mm -hmm. There are none. Um, And so 
might be you might see him in Athens sooner rather than later, which would be, I think, a huge coup to get the guy that you want as the head coach and then get another guy that everybody else wanted as a head coach as an assistant coach on that same staff. Anyway, we'll talk more about yeah. that. Um, uh, well, we're going to come back, John. I want your thoughts on the hire. Going to get your your thoughts on Mike White. We'll discuss that, the pros, the cons, everything <clears throat> like that. But I don't know if you know this, John, but it is March Madness. And um, Selection Sunday was yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're not trying to settle for the usual here on this podcast mm-hmm. when it comes to March Madness. There's nothing usual about March Madness. We are looking for the best. We've done our homework here at the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast, and we are running our brackets with Run Your Pool. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers games like Survivor or Pick X. They have options to edit the scoring. They ha- they offer you more intel, more information on all of your picks. If you log on to ESPN or CBS right now and click on the little breakdown of the matchup between these schools, they're going to give you some bogus percentage. They're going to talk to you about some stats. Run Your Pool has actual info that will help you make informed picks clearly we believe in run your pool because like i said we are running our brackets there ourselves, and there's no truer test than that if you want to play against us for a shot at cash and prizes up to eighteen hundred dollars in cash and prizes join us now at runyourpool.com slash locked on and while you're there create your own pool for your family and friends enter pure madness at checkout for ten dollars off your custom pool pool that's pure madness at checkout all the rules and details will be available there that's runyourpool.com slash locked on for a chance to win cash and prizes up to eighteen hundred dollars we look forward to seeing you and beating you there also want to let you know about stat hero um <clears throat> stat heroes ncaa single game pick them is your opportunity to pit star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy sports and sports gambling. Listen, um, John, is your March Madness going bracket going to win you money this year in a pool? Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> what if I were to tell you that you can take those same picks that you're going to make in your March Madness bracket – you yeah. transfer them over to Stat <clears throat> Hero using all that same logic, and you double mm. your earnings. Or maybe you fill out a bracket every year, and your bracket stinks. Mm. And so what you do is you bet your actual money hedging against your bracket mm. going the opposite way over at Stat Hero. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage um, of resetting the game uh, and winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. Uh, they have dozens of lineups that you can choose through, comb through, go and uh, play head to head against the computer for a chance to win big. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on use the use that promo code stathero.com slash locked on for a 100% deposit match at stathero.com slash locked on for a 100% match stathero.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply (coughs) all right john uh let's talk about mike white (coughs) first i'm gonna cough 
into the microphone several times. It's going to be great for the audio. Clint, when you're editing this, you're welcome. <coughs> um, that's stathero.com slash locked on. Yeah. All right, John, Mike White, what yeah. are your thoughts on this hire? Obviously, he's been in Florida for six to seven years now, I think. Um, yeah. He's got a resume, kind of speaks for itself. <coughs> what were your initial thoughts? And as you've sat on it for the last several hours, what have you begun to think about hiring Mike White? Yeah. So my initial thoughts were, um, I, you know, I, I honestly didn't know how to feel uh, at first because I think you, especially when you have a situation where, like we started at the top of this this podcast, where the name isn't showing up anywhere. You have a guy who is at, you know, one of your uh, rival schools, um, very close, you know, proximity to kind of where you are. Um, and you, you, you know, I had to, I had to think through like, is it, was I, was I underwhelmed and not impressed because it is Mike White or was I underwhelmed and not impressed because the name just hadn't shown up anywhere? Right. Sometimes you sometimes it's like, all right, well, the the candidate themselves is not good. And sometimes it's like I haven't heard the candidate's name. So my reaction is if I haven't heard it, then this this must be the, you know, second, third, fifth choice. And we're, you know, off in some some like weird, weird place with this with this hiring process. Um, That was my first reaction because I had the name and, and didn't even, you know, honestly think about it. After I got through that, you know, you have to start looking at the results and you look at a guy who, you know, he, he, he followed Billy Donovan, Donovan at Florida, which is kind of like following whoever's going to follow Nick Saban at Alabama. (laughs) So the guy, right. The guy walks into uh, a a coach who had led Florida to multiple final fours, two national championships, you know, and, and that's the guy that you're following. So, I think the comparison with and the standards and the expectations of where he was at Florida, very different. So if you look at kind of how their fan base is reacting versus how, you know, uh, what I'm about to say, I think I think there's there's very different expectations. For me, I look at a guy who has made the NCAA tournament for uh, four years in a row, would have been five if the tournament wasn't canceled in uh, in 2020. Um he has a you know 60 something percent uh win percentage and that includes you know uh, a a pretty a couple of tough years um but more importantly i started digging into you know just like his ability to recruit his ability to use the portal um and mike white is the the guy knows how to get players um, he got Trey Mann, who Trey Mann was a five-star, ended up being a first-round pick for Oklahoma City. And Trey Mann, you know, chose Florida over Kansas and over, you know, like uh, all of the schools that you would think of a five-star basketball yep. prospect would. Um, he ended yep. up, you know, kind of um, this year uh, or or last year using the the portal. He got four transfers in, guys like Flanders, uh, Fleming, Fleming, um, who ended up, you know, being really, really solid players for Florida. And so when I started looking at that, I was like, all right, well, this guy, he 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 knows how to get players. He obviously knows how to coach X's and O's. He's been to the NCAA tournament and has been to an Elite Eight and is, has been to at least the round of 32 um, in, in the last, you know, uh, f- four times that he's been there. Um, 
And, you know, he he's played some very difficult out-of-conference schedules, right? You put all that together, and that this is a guy who who has experience. It's a guy who has played, more importantly, uh, coached in the SEC for the last six years, knows the competition you're up against, knows <laughs> the, the programs you're going to play against, knows the environments you're going to play in. Um, and so that got me just really excited, like that whole thread of like going from, all right, well, let's learn about kind of who he actually is, how he builds teams. And then you, th- you, you, you look and you're like, okay, well, that's pretty good. Uh, and then you kind of, you know, work through that and you're like, man, I, I'm, I, I think, I think this has, this hire has some real promise. Now, is it a 10 out of 10? I don't feel that way. I feel maybe it's, you know, I, I think I tweeted it. I feel it's a seven out of 10. Um, it's going to depend mm. on the staff that he puts together. Um, but I will say Georgia, when you have, when you set the record for most losses in the sec in a single season, mm-hmm. and you come to a place where you have, you have finished 13th or 14th in the league. And there's only 14 teams, three of the last three of the last four years, right? Okay. You have been at the bottom of the league three out of the last four years. When you look at that and then you say, wait, we can get a guy who's been to the NCAA tournament for <laughs> for the last four years in a row and it, w- well, it would have been five if it hadn't been canceled. You can get a guy who has recruited and, and used the transfer portal and has come into Georgia and got, got players from this state. You can get a guy who's played at Auburn, at Tennessee, at Kentucky, who's led teams into those environments. You can get him to come here and take this job and he has – a 62%, you know, win percentage. It's like, are you kidding me? So man, it's, don't, it's yeah. 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 That's don't, my take. Georgia, Georgia fans. Yeah. You Georgia fans are out here. First of all, I, I have been on record on this podcast as saying, and I really do believe this. If you have a strong opinion about Georgia basketball, yeah. I want to hear it. Even yeah. if you're dead wrong. Yeah. Right. Because Georgia needs more fans with strong opinions about Georgia basketball. I get that. I believe that that is 100% true. But the vast majority of what I'm reading from fans and hearing from fans is just completely dead wrong when it comes to the take on this hire. Uh, People are clamoring that we should hire somebody with no coaching experience whatsoever a guy that, listen, I love Jonas Hayes, but he's not going to get a head coaching job this year. There are not schools lining up to hire him. He will still be available to hire as a head coach for the first time next year and the year after. And the year after. He's not getting one of these jobs. And so <clears throat> you're clamoring to hire this guy just because he's one of our own, which I just, I'm on record as saying, why would you want to hire one of our own? That's that's not what Georgia basketball needs. What Georgia basketball needs is someone who's not one of us to come in and fix us because we are not good. We're not functional as a basketball program. Mike White is not functional. He's quite good. He's not going to the NCAA tournament, John. He's winning games in the NCAA tournament. Do you know when the last time Georgia made a Sweet 16 is, John? 1996, the Olympics were in Atlanta, and Georgia made a Sweet 16 in 1996. It's wild. Okay, Mike White in the last six years of Georgia 
multiple Sweet 16s, an Elite Eight on the resume. Uh, people say he can't recruit. I'm going to get to the knock. And then third segment, I'm going to talk to you about what I think is the most important thing about this hire, the most exciting thing to me about this hire. The big knock that you hear from Florida fans is, first of all, Florida thinks that they are a blue blood program. Florida thinks that Billy Donovan was one of many <clears throat> coaches that they will have. They I think will Urban soon Meyer was as well. <laughs> they thought Urban Meyer was as well. They will soon realize what they realized with Urban Meyer, which is they didn't like Mike White. How did Will Muschamp do when he tried to replace the legend at Florida? Listen, how Greg, did – Greg McElwain. <laughs> Shark Man do when he came in there. Uh, mm. So – Florida thinks that they are a blue blood basketball program. They are not. Florida's expectations for where their basketball program should be are not. But everything that you just read about Mike White, just please, Georgia fans, if you could have that, well, wouldn't you take it for right now? I think, and to me, John, that's where I, I kind of disagree because that's a 10 out of 10. I think what Georgia fans are – what Georgia fans are thinking is a 10 out of 10 is somebody who comes in and makes us Kansas. But yeah. do you know how many years it took Gonzaga to become Kansas? Like <laughs> it took them decades and decades of winning in order to become a blue blood, which Gonzaga is now in college basketball. Yep. Yep. It, I mean, that's not, that's not something you fix with a hire. Right, that's something right. you fix with decades of winning. And Mike White's a guy that's going to come in yep. and begin to win. That's what we need. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, if it, 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 I agree, I agree. Um, I, I think your assessment of it for Georgia being a 10 out of 10 is absolutely spot on. I think, you know, one, one of the comparisons in the situation was way worse than what we have at Georgia was the situation that Scott Drew walked into at Baylor. And Scott Drew walks into a situation at Baylor where uh, the team is not only uh, not only a bad basketball team, but one of the other players had murdered <laughs> a fellow not, player. It, it, if, it you was like, he's, if you think John's making that story up, that's, that's that is an actual thing that happened. That is an actual story. You had players murdering each other. Um, and, you know, and it took him and, – and he didn't make the NCAA tournament for five years. And then he missed it like two out of the next three years, right? And so you look at a guy like that, and, and, I, and I agree with your point. Like when you say how long did it take to become Gonzaga, right? I mean, it took yeah. – uh, Gonzaga to become Kansas. It took Baylor, who won a national championship last year. Um, yeah. It took them, you know, 18 years to get to a place where they could compete at that level. And so I, I think that's a fair assessment. Um, I do you what I do win. like. You know, go go for it, sir. No, what I, I was just what gonna I say, do, you got to win games. Go ahead. You got to win games. What I do like uh, about you know, <clears throat> what I do like about where Georgia is as a program is, and and again, no one's been able to figure this out. But there is not a place in the country right now that has a better concentration of basketball talent than in the footprint that Georgia will be recruiting in. There are places that Correct. probably have, have equal. I would say, I would argue there's not a place that has better. And so uh, to be able to, you know, kind of land a coach that has experience in the tournament, has experience, you know, uh, using the transfer portal, has experience in the SEC, all those things. I, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to not agree that it's a, that it's a 10 out of 10 by those standards.
Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you, I'm gonna talk about the 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 biggest reason that I think this is a 10 out of 10 higher um when we come back. But first, wanna tell you about betonline.net. It is your online sportsbook expert. It's the place that Clint and I trust when it comes to making all of our wages. And believe me, Clint and I will be making quite a few wagers over the next week because again, it is March Madness. One of the greatest betting weeks of the year. There are going to be 32 basketball games that happen between Thursday at noon and Friday at midnight. That's 32 basketball games, all of which you can bet on over at Bet Online. Uh, they've got uh, player props, they've got spreads, they've got over unders, they have parlays, whatever you want, you can find it there. It's the only place Clinton I trust because it's the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. Go there right now, betonline.net. Enter the promo code Locked On. You'll get a bonus on your initial deposit. That's free money you can use to bet on sports, uh, whether it's um, you want to bet on the players. Who knows how long they're going to be playing that championship. That, that tournament's going to be going on for months. You bet on the Masters futures coming up. Uh, Major League Baseball is apparently going to play games. John, I don't know if I, if you've heard this. I, I have heard. I, I, I yep. wonder if Freddie Freeman. I wonder what yeah. jersey he's gonna be wearing. <laughs> okay, we'll that talk, was another. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that. That's a whole nother podcast there, for a whole. There's got to be. There's got to be some some wagers I can make on that somewhere. Though you could probably get to bet online and find a find some odds. Uh, you want a long shot? Take the Braves. That would be Absolutely. a long shot. That would be Absolutely. a long shot to land. Freddie Freeman. So I'm just going to go throw up now. But betonline.net, your online sportsbook experts, the only place that we trust uh, to bet online. All right. Um, I'm, I started saying this earlier, John, and I, I mentioned something similar on the other, uh, I guess, Friday show, Thursday show, whenever the last podcast we did. <clears throat> but I actually think. Being able to recruit as the head coach at the Georgia Bulldogs basketball team is overrated. I, I think being able to recruit as the head coach of the Georgia football team is the most important thing that Kirby Smart does. And it just so happens to be the thing that he's the best at, which is fantastic. He's also pretty good at hiring assistant coaches, which is probably his second most important job. And then he's pretty good at coaching players on the field, which I would say is probably his third most important job. Mm-hmm. That's how I would rank those three things. Basketball coach is a different beast, though, because you just mentioned it. Florida fans are mad about the way that Mike White, Mike White recruits, and now Georgia fans have just read those message boards, and so now they are mad that Mike White can't recruit. Let me, let me explain something to you. Mike White has out-recruited the Georgia Bulldogs, which is the only team you should care about, in five of the last six seasons. Five of the last six seasons. Now you say, but we signed Anthony Edwards. He out-recruited us that year, too. In five of the last six seasons. And when he out-recruits us, he then takes those players to the NCAA tournament. Yep. Unlike a most recent Georgia basketball coach, who, again, couldn't recruit compared to Mike mm-hmm. White, who I'm being told can't recruit. Mm-hmm. Um. Not only could Tom Crean not recruit to the level of Mike White, he could also not get the, his players to perform anywhere near the level that Mike White could. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the reason that I think this is a 10 out of 10 higher, because Mike White's strength 
above all other things is not recruiting. Mm -hmm. It is uh, on-court coaching Mm -hmm. and player development. I think, John, you can – you can assess this take if you want. I think he's the best in-game coach that Georgia has had since Jim Herrick. I think he is the best basketball coach that we have had. You look at the way he runs his teams at Florida. You look at the way he schemes. Clint talked about style of play is a big factor for him and what do you want in a basketball coach. Uh, Mike White has a style of play that is fun to watch. It's a, He plays aggressive defense. He plays up-tempo, <clears throat> dribble-drive offense. He runs high ball screens and gets players open for good looks. It is simple, but it's well it's well coached in-game. And then the way he develops players, which I think is the number one thing that a college basketball coach can do these days. Because <laughs> if a kid doesn't feel like he's being developed, John, what's he going to no. do? He leaves. He That's leaves. What they, Absolutely. He, he leaves. If you're not, if you can't develop some excitement about the program, mm-hmm. which Tom Green could never do, nope. then the kid's just going to leave and you don't have any continuity. Mike White's able to actually coach players, actually show them that they're getting better and put a product on the court that's going to win games, which is going to, listen, again, <clears throat> it's all you have to do to recruit at Georgia. Just win some games. And trust me, players will come. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think I think that's exactly right. I think his ability to coach, I think his his ability to um, get players to believe in his system. Um, you know, I do. One of the things he brought up is 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 defense, which has been an Achilles heel uh, for Georgia this year. Yeah. And Florida Florida plays really good defense. Um, so yes. yeah, I agree with all that. I I it's interesting that you say the best on the on the court coach uh, since Jim Herrick. I. I hadn't thought about that, but I could I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. I think, you know, what's going to be interesting for me from a basketball standpoint is um Mike Mike White. So this is this is not it's funny because people, you know, talk <laughs> there are like rebuilds and then there's like whatever Georgia is. Um <laughs> because Georgia, right? Like there's what are you gonna build back? Two, maybe like what that's right stop calling like, it a rebuild it's not there's a like build. build how about yes, just a build absolutely. you have you have a uh you have like when you're when you're building the house and they first like do the grading like on the lot like that's where you are you just got red clay dirt and i think mike yes. white uh is a guy who can certainly build uh something meaningful on that and i think you know at the end of the day i think um what i what i am personally enjoying right now is um, people actually seem to care about Georgia basketball, and we know that that's like a always a flash in the pan for our fan base. But I think if Mike White can ride that wave this first year, I think you have an opportunity to really to really make something uh, uh, special and something meaningful happen. And basketball is not like football. You mentioned recruiting. Yes, I agree. It's not like football. Basketball also you don't need if Mike White can get two good players from the transfer portal to, you know, partner with Cario Aquindo and some of those guys, like you can change and this keep them. very, very quickly. Absolutely. Keep them and yeah. keep them. That's all you have to do. Absolutely. Just keep Absolutely. them. Listen, I get a hard time about liking Georgia basketball as much as I do, mostly from my co-host, but you cannot convince me. I've been a Georgia fan my whole life. Mm-hmm. 
You cannot convince me that Auburn has better fans than Georgia does. I refuse to believe it. Refuse. I, I refuse to believe it. Auburn has one of the most dynamic basketball atmospheres in the nation when they play their home games right now. Mm-hmm. All you have to do to get fans interested in Georgia basketball is win. That's all you have to do. And I am sick and tired of coaches coming in and trying to create pep rallies <laughs> and get like just bring in the all you have to do is start winning the games. Yeah. And then yeah. Georgia fans will do what Georgia fans do. Absolutely. Like that's not that's not a concern. And what I'll also say is like you don't there are some games that I am confident that Georgia basketball fans, I am an I am a an avid, maybe rabid Georgia basketball fan. I I enjoy all of Georgia sports, basketball and football. I I love basketball more than I probably should. I used to coach it. I have a soft spot for basketball in my life. And you don't, and you don't, you, when it comes to Georgia basketball, some of these games, like you don't have to win. Like people aren't expecting you to go out and beat Kentucky every year. Like people aren't expecting you to go out and, you know, uh, and and beat Auburn every year. What they are expecting is you're good enough to win the games that you should win. And then you're good enough to compete in those games with those teams Give yourself and a pull chance. out and give yourself a chance and and pull out a few of those. Right, you're exactly right. Like if you're not losing to Wofford and East Tennessee State, <laughs> like the fans will show up. Like we will show up. They will. Um, and uh, they will. And when yeah, when you're in the situation where you're losing those kind of games and getting blown out in SEC play, it's just it's just hard for people to believe. So one one last thing about Mike White before we before we go, um, <clears throat> and this is this is a new development. In his life. But Florida fans can say whatever they want. Scott Strickland was not going to fire Mike White this year. But there's no chance. No chance. That Mike White was going to be fired from Florida. And do you know who knew that? Mike White did. Mm -hmm. Mike White knew that he had a job. Yep. So do you want me to spell out what that means? Georgia fans, if you need a reason to like Mike Mike White, he could not wait to get the (laughs) hell out of Gainesville, Florida and come to God's country, the Lord's country in Athens, Georgia. Um, When we play Florida in basketball, it's not really a rivalry. No. Because they are quite good at basketball and we are not. But this is good for the Georgia basketball rivalry with Florida because there's no love loss between Mike White and Florida, and there's not going to be any love loss between Florida and Mike White either. You mentioned all those other schools that he knows about as having coached in the SEC, Mm -hmm. but he also knows Florida. And every time we beat Florida, it's going to be even sweeter with yep. Mike White as the and, coach. Every time we get a higher seed than Florida in the tournament, yep. it's going to be all that much sweeter. Uh, it's because be so good. He, he could have stayed, but he left to come here. That's and it. and just, just one more. The Florida 2022 basketball team, their recruiting ranking as it stands right now is 19th in the country ahead of Baylor. Ahead of a bunch of mm-hmm. like he wasn't yeah. he's he wasn't running away from he it wasn't he had the fiftieth you know ranked recruiting oh. class in the country going into going into next year and says oh I've got to go somewhere like he's leaving a team a good a good group of of players coming in 
to make a move because um, you know he's he's ahead of of Florida State, he's ahead of Baylor, he's ahead of Kentucky as it stands right now in recruiting. Like the guy, hmm. you know, he he made some choices, uh, and I am personally excited to see. Personally excited to see that first trip to uh, uh, oh. to Athens for the Florida Gators, or that first trip to Gainesville mm. for Georgia with Mike White leading the charge. Uh, I wonder if any of those 2022 players – I wonder if based on current NCAA rules, if they have the opportunity to just decide to change which school they're going to go to. You know, uh, it, it will be interesting. interesting. There's there's a there's a, uh, a hmm. guy named uh, Malik Renault who's a five-star hmm. – uh, that's in that class. Hmm. Um, huh. I'd keep an eye on. Interesting. I wonder uh, if he has a relationship with Mike White, who's our current coach. <laughs> It'd be interesting <laughs> to know if the two of them have ever talked before. All right. All right. He is John. Go follow him at John Tweet Sports. I am Daniel. Thanks for being with us here on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with lots more University of Georgia news and info. We'll see you all then. See you.